everyone. Welcome to episode 102 of the Lift Free and Diet Hard podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Coates. And if you heard last episode, you know that I took a brief hiatus. I actually intended on retiring the podcast, but I realized this is way too valuable. And it was a great opportunity to talk to friends of mine like Joel Jameson, who I brought on. And I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Don Saladino. It kind of explains a lot of this. So I'm really spending time focusing on guests who've achieved, who've had a lot of success in our industry. Um, I want to look under the hood as to, you know, A, what worked well, but also kind of some of the challenges. And I want to talk to everybody that I have on about the projects they're working on right now. So uh, Joel's back. He's the founder of Eight Weeks Out. He's uh, built the Morpheus uh, HRV system. Um, he has the BioForce conditioning certification, which I just completed. And I get to go hang out with him and everybody else at an event in Vegas in two weeks. Uh, Joel owns a gym in Seattle. He's worked with a lot of U high level UFC fighters, UFC champions, uh, military special forces, a lot of pro sports teams. And, uh, you know, most people are well considered Joel to be the leading authority on conditioning and energy systems uh, when it comes to strength and uh, conditioning. So it's great to have you back, brother. Yeah, it's good to be back. Glad you got it going again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you. we were chatting and then uh, I had said that I had uh, shelved it, but I realized there's a ton of value in having this. It's a, you know, I've got a really nice audience, a great big audience, uh, a lot of people really engaged and putting it aside, I just needed to readjust a few of the ways that I was going about it and do it out of enjoyment, not out of obligation. So anyway, here we are. So what? let's actually just jump right in because uh, I got some cool stuff planned. So I've been trying to create a bridge between a lot of the, I guess, the up and coming coaches, uh, you know, who are working with clients on the gym floor online and the people like you really cemented themselves as educators, industry leaders. And I, I understand how hard it can be to see the path to where you are in your career. So, and I know it's easy to say, well, for, for a lot of us, and I used to say this stuff, well, I'm not the sort of person who could do any of that stuff, Right. And you just look at someone who's a, an educator in the industry and think, well, they're there, I'm here, there's no pathway in between. So how did you go from the, you know, the, the young coach that started out to doing all of the things I listed off earlier, you know, any big leaps of faith you made, any big decisions, consistent attitudes and behaviors? Sure. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I started out when I was really young, um, you know, in, in college, I, I, really got interested in the side of the game, worked at the University of Washington with an amazing strength coach named Bill Gillespie, uh, and then went to Seahawks with both Bill and a guy named Kent Johnston. And so kind of that's the first thing I would tell people is find really good mentors in this field, not just people on social media with big followings or, or people that you've read the articles, but actual mentors. And I think that was a huge part of my early um, you know, success is Bill is an amazingly gracious, experienced guy who had been in the, you know, in the lifting game forever, but he was willing to take me under his wing, listen to my ideas. We talked about training. He was obsessed with bench press because he's one of the best bench pressers of all time. So I was digging into all the Russian manuals and Verkashansky. And, you know, he, he was uh, a really big influence in getting me in this field. And then Kent Johnson, the Seattle Seahawks followed that. So the two lessons I would say is, you know, find somebody who's gone down the path that you want to go down and, and don't be afraid to reach out and talk to them because this field is full of great people that will help you when you do that. And I just literally, I played football briefly at University of Washington. You know, I was a, a very small wheel or a very small part of a very big team. And, and Bill probably didn't know who I was when he was strength coach then, but I just literally reached out to him in an email and said, Hey, Bill, like, I would love to come down and, and talk shop in the weight room. 
I don't know if you have a need for that. I've been studying these Russian guys. I've been to Mel Sif's house. Um, and if you're open to that, I'd love to stop by. And literally Bill is emailing back. He's like, yeah, come on down. Let's chat. He was very open to that. So, you know, the two things, like I said, I, I was fortunate. I found a very strong mentor early on. And I, you know, had the, the, the wherewithal to reach out directly to him. And I'd also been studying my ass off. I, I'd been going to all kinds of different workshops and lectures and reading the super training. I went to Mel Sif's house for a week, which people may not know who he was, but he was one of the early science-based pioneers in a lot of ways. Um, and so I was, I was very much self-motivated to learn as much as I possibly could. And then I was able to turn that knowledge into a really powerful internship under a mentor who turned out to be a, a fantastic coach and mentor and, and just a great guy all around. So start there, you know, find, find people around you that you think have been successful in the direction you want to go. And again, don't, don't just look at Instagram and say, Oh, I want more followers. This guy's got more followers. They're my mentor. Like that's bullshit. Find people that have been successful in the real world doing what you want to do. And then ask them how they got there. Ask if you can, you know, they'll mentor you or, or offer to help them in whatever way possible. So I think that is the starting point, I would say, between how you get from where you are now to how you, where you want to go. You find people that have done it before you and learn as much as you possibly can from them. Especially the thing you said about the followers. And I've been on this and I've got some presentations coming up that I'll touch on this. People tend to think in terms of status. Yep. And it's, it's the way that humans are wired. So we perceive status around you. We look for status cues. We, we unfortunately almost naturally play status games, but I, I'm trying to get coaches to think a different way. Instead of thinking about status as something that you're seeking to achieve, thinking of, think about things like developing authority, developing credibility, obviously learning your craft the way you just described it. And I'm okay with status being a byproduct of doing all these other things, but I think people get in a lot of trouble if their choices are being made with what, how much status can I gain from this? And I think we risk getting transactional in the way that we approach interactions. You know, what am I going to get out of this, this interaction with this person? And I think that's entirely the wrong mindset. And like you just described, you go with these, these mentors, just simply wanting to serve and, and to help. You try not to ask things of people's time, try to find ways to give. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, like I said, I, I, Firmly agree with you. The, the problem with kind of social media, social mediaization, if that's a word, of, of fitness industry is people equate followers with success as a coach. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good coaches who have big followings there and, and you can learn stuff by following them. I'm not saying to the contrary, but just because somebody has a lot of followers doesn't necessarily mean that A, they're a great coach or B, that they're actually that successful in, in their career. I mean, followers alone does not equal dollars in your bank account or success as a coach. So be very careful in, in who you do choose to, to listen to and follow and don't get caught up in the, the numbers of followers or, you know, the kind of the, the service level metrics. I mean, who have these people actually worked with? I've seen a ton of people online. They've got, I don't know, a few hundred thousand followers, but they've never trained anyone and they've never worked with anyone. They're just really good at social media, which is fine. It's a skill in and of itself. But if I'm trying to be a coach, I'm not going to try to learn from somebody who's spent most of their time learning social media. I want to learn from somebody who spent their time learning to be a really good coach and then maybe it's translated that in some social media aspects of it. But I, I think it's, again, it's easy to get caught up in the vanity metrics and not take a step back and say, who has this person actually trained? What is their 
career as a coach actually been? And, and likewise, there are I, some of the best coaches I know, uh, they have no social media following. You never heard of them. I mean, I was meeting with a friend of mine, Buddy Morris. He's an Arizona Cardinal strength coach. He's been in the NFL for a long time now, decade plus. Uh, he was at Pitt for eight years. Brilliant strength coach. You know, 99% of the social media world's never heard of Buddy because Buddy doesn't care about social media. He's busy coaching his athletes and, and living his life. And you'll find a lot of the kind of older school strength coaches who are the most experienced, the most knowledgeable, the most successful from a coaching career standpoint, they're not getting paid to post on social media. They're getting paid to train athletes and perform, uh, you know, help them perform the best of their ability. So there's a lot of tremendously effective, good coaches out there that no one's ever heard of because they don't care about getting likes or shares or follows. Like, I don't think Buddy even knows how to use Instagram and couldn't care less. And there's a lot of coaches like that. So again, don't, don't just kind of, use social media as this filtering tool to find the best people. Like there's a lot of people out there doing great work that you've never heard of that probably could be as good or better mentors than anybody you could just browse and find on social media. Absolutely. And so this was actually, I, I definitely want to talk about a new project you have, but what you just said really goes into the third set of discussion that I was going to lead into. So let's actually do that first. And sure. It ties into, well, first of all, you've built all this massive foundation of business educational capital uh, throughout your career. I listed off a lot of it and I still didn't even get, you know, half of it, I don't think. And but you and I actually had a conversation a while back. Um, you know, you, you and Luca were talking and then Lucas sent you to come chat with me about, you know, some of the things that we could positively do with social media to layer social media reach and engagement and the benefits of it to complement all these other things and actually help support these other things. So I wanted to sort of plug in what you did learn from that experience. What were some of the, the tactics uh, that we've kind of went over uh, that you found that have worked for you? And, you know, to say to someone, all right, here's how to go about social media with everything else. Here are the other things to do. So that way we can use social media the right way. Yeah, look, I think what it comes down to is, is, especially in today's world, you need to have a message, right? If you're trying to differentiate yourself, you're trying to bring people into your orbit, whether that's, you know, potential clients or partners or, you know, anyone that you want to bring into your spirit, you, you need to have something that makes what you're saying somewhat unique. Right? And you need to have somewhat of a focus in what you're talking about. Because if you don't, you're just going to blend into the millions of other people out there saying the same shit over and over again. And that's kind of the problem with fitness is it's a huge echo chamber. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an audience that you're speaking to with a particular message, then no one's going to listen. So what I did after talking to you know you and like what Luke and other people have been doing is I just took the core message I've had over my career and developed of, hey, here's why you need metabolic conditioning. Like, I don't care what your fitness goal is. There's a reason and a purpose that it should be a part of your training. And I started focusing on that and, and posting about the benefits of it, how it relates to longevity, recovery, athletic performance, strengths, you know, the whole nine yards. So I just tried to, you know, go online and, and post, you know, things that I thought people would find valuable, things that they weren't going to read in a million other posts. I mean, there are a lot of posts out there that are just repetitive as hell and no one's going to pay attention to it. So, you know, in doing that, I, I gained a pretty big uh, traction in the, in the realm pretty quickly. And, and you saw the growth of my, my IG almost doubled in a few months uh, from just from doing that. And I, I kind of got back off of a little bit towards the end of summer because I personally want to find a healthy balance between, you know, 
being on social media and living my life and, and coaching and doing the things I need to do. Um, but it was, it's been really valuable. I'm getting back into it now. And, you know, again, I think you have to be authentic. You have to have a message and you have to be consistent in delivering that message. And again, I think it comes down to who do you really want to think about this? Who do you want to follow you? And then speak to that person or that group of people. That is the most important thing. Like, don't just put random shit out there because you think it's going to get a lot of clicks. If it's not going to attract the right people to follow you and pay attention to you, it's, it's doing you no good. You know, you have to be speaking to an audience that's looking for your message or it doesn't matter if you get a thousand follows or likes because they're not going to do anything. They're not going to buy anything. They're not going to interact with you. They're not going to gain anything. It's just a valuable, it's a, it's a waste of transaction. It's a waste of relationship because they're not ever going to actually buy what it is that you're able to offer or engage with you because they're not the right audience. So again, you have to ask yourself, who am I trying to help? Am I trying to help middle-aged uh, you know, parents who are low on energy throughout the day and just want to look and feel better and live longer to play with their kids? Am I trying to speak to athletes that are wanting to get to the next level of their game? Am I talking to the young 20 year old kid who wants to put on 10 pounds of muscle and look jacked on the beach? Like who are you talking to, right? Who is your audience and what is your message? If you can't answer those two questions, then you probably don't want to post until you can, or at least you don't want to post a whole lot until you can, because those are the most important things that should guide who you're posting to. Something that takes that a little bit further, social media algorithms are moving now more and more to interest-based, and the algorithms are getting more sophisticated. They no longer rely on needing hashtags to tell the system, the algorithm, what the post is about. If you are jumping around between a lot of different interests and things you're talking about, you're actually going to confuse the algorithm a little bit, and it won't effectively show it to the people that you want to get your message in front of. So having the ability to dial that scale in really matters. An example of what you're describing that doesn't work is we very often see image-based and sexualized images and media uh, from people in the fitness industry. And then they attract an audience that clicks like on those images. But when they yep. turn around and they have information or they have coaching offerings, that audience is not there for that. And all of a sudden these things fall flat. Something that... I, you and I had, geez, for a while there, we were having like daily conversations about the different aspects of it because we approach, we both approached social media with a deliberate effort, not, not just hapless and random, what have you. We're actually actively learning from the process and sharing ideas. And one of the things that I said very early on, and the same thing happened with Jonathan Goodman when Jonathan and I talked when he wanted to start uh, doing more with his social media because he had a very deliberate purpose with engaging with that audience is all of the stuff that you guys have already accomplished, books you've written, courses you've developed, all of that credibility at the businesses you built, a lot of people already knew who you guys were. They may not have been following you up to that point. All of a sudden, because you have big relationships within the industry, people like Luca, who are sharing your stuff, more and more people go, oh shit, man, I know Joel, I did his course, or I saw him speak at this event. I'm not following him. I got to follow him. So that was one of the reasons why you soaked up followers so quickly. The other reason is you actually practice the skill of taking all the knowledge, wisdom, and distilling into a really resonant message that was really on point to your target audience. And that caused massive growth of following in droves within the space that you just described, doubling your following within a few months. So it's not necessarily easy to replicate. And people may think, 
cool. Well, I just want to like grow social media rapidly, but they're in such a hurry that they forget that there's all these other things to develop in your career. Uh, you know, I've been focusing on writing for, you know, quite a long time, the podcast, various other sort of uh, forms of media and the social media growth has been concurrent or actually happened after the fact, because it's, it's buttressed, it's supported by those other things, the pieces of credibility and authority that, uh, that I've built in my career. So I want people to take that to heart as opposed to just focusing on, as you said, the vanity metrics of social media, because I think a lot of people want a big following because they, they think it confers status and they're, and it comes from a place of insecurity and we have to push that back and, and develop better underlying resources and be satisfied and fulfilled with the quest to, to build that stuff and be patient in doing so. Yeah. Look, I, I think that kind of brings up a really important point that we should talk about. It's the, you know, the, the elephant in the room. Here's the bottom line. If you haven't done shit in your career, yep. like <laughs> you, you don't need to build your social media fall. You need to build a career. Social media is not a career for 99% of coaches and trainers out there. There are very very, very few number of people out there who can build an actual career from social media. It's a small number of people who have the right personality, the right message, and that's what they're good at. And they can do it despite the fact that maybe they've never been super successful as a coach. But 99% of the people that are successful in social media that I've seen, it's because they have done something as a coach or built their career in some fashion. And the problem is it's a lot of unfortunately, just younger people and newer the industry that think that this, you know, I'm going to be a creator and I'm going to do all this. I'm going to build a following and then figure out how to monetize it. Like, no, you're not like, you're not, I hate to tell you, but you're not. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Cause I get asked quite a bit, like, how do I build an online business? I'm like, build a real business first and then take it online. That's really the, the path to success. So yeah, as you mentioned, probably the reason I was able to grow my account quickly is because I've been doing this for, I've been coaching for 20 years. I've been online for I don't know, 13, 14 years, you know, I've, I've coached elite athletes across all sports. I've worked with major brands and organizations across the world. I mean, I've built success that I can then leverage to, to take the message of, of what's made me successful online and people will gravitate towards that and find me that I already know who I am. But again, if, if you're spending two, three, four hours a day or some God awful amount of time online, trying to build a following rather than just building your coaching business and educating yourself, you're going the wrong direction. Like, you need to be learning how to be a good coach. You need to be practicing and getting better and gaining experience. If you've never trained, okay, you don't, I'm not saying you have to train pro athletes or train someone of high notoriety. You don't have to, but you have to learn how to help people get success and you have to be able to replicate that success. And you have to have a market and a group of people that you're really, really good at that with that you can then find out in the world of the internet and help more of them that you aren't in front of. So again, think Build my career as a coach, trainer, fitness professional, whatever you're doing first, and then go online to help more people. Don't think, build my following and then figure it out later because spending your time doing that is going to you know, severely limit your time to actually get really good at coaching. Like if your choice is spending an hour reading some research or going through a certification or taking a course or whatever... And you're going to, instead of, instead of doing that, you're going to go online and browse a bunch of social media and make some posts to try to get more following. You're wasting your time. You are not using your time effectively. I didn't go in the social media, you know, in a, in a you know, concerted, dedicated way until well after I built a successful coaching career. I didn't, I didn't try to build social media, then coaching. I built a coaching career and a coaching business and got into that and built it before I ever 
paid any attention to try to get people to follow me because I had to actually accomplish something first that people should be interested in following me for. And I think that's a really important thing for people to spend to realize is you need to spend your time getting really good. And then it'd be a whole lot easier to get a following if you know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Um, trying to think. Everything you said there nailed it. Uh, one quick point too is literally my last episode with Don Saladino. It talks heavily about you know how to build an online business and monetize it because Don has a new course that he's been promoting and I'm promoting for him on this particular topic. And Don, as an example, we talk about the fact that Don owned a gym for 15 years. And then he pivoted hard a couple of years ago into the online space just as COVID started going off. And Don had the advantage of having relationships with all the major magazines. You know, he's heavily involved with Men's Health and Muscle Fitness magazine. He's been on the cover of, of Muscle Fitness and he's done it all. And then he can turn around and leverage that. But he's actually pulled back the curtain to show here, here's all the ways you can do this stuff. Um, you, you mentioned all the people that I know you're surrounded with who have you know legacies of what they've done. Luca is a common thread because I know you first and foremost because I came down to the 2017 uh, Vigor Fitness and Business Summit. Luca hosts, you were one of the speakers. Again, 2021, we hung out. And, and that's where I first discovered you in that 2017 one. And then I've been able to go down the rabbit hole and the stuff that you've done. But Luca, God, I mean, how long has he been working in this business? He's built a gym. He's built so much other stuff. He's worked with high-level athletes. Uh, you know, he works with... Like, like sports teams he's really accomplished a lot in his career and then his social media he's savvy about it but he's also not focused on it in a singular way he's he's focused on building a lot of different forms of media so that way he has a lot of touch points and so that way if one form of social media like instagram literally shit the bed yesterday right we didn't know what the hell was going on with it what happens if one of those things goes down or people just decide all right we've had enough of this this crappy platform we're going to leave it if all you've done is build what you think is a career with an Instagram following, and yeah, sure, I've really worked hard at that, but I'm working on the systems behind it too, so that way I'm not vulnerable in case Instagram stops being the platform or God forbid your account gets suspended or anything else happens to where you just lose that audience. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I personally view social media probably different than most because I started eight weeks out in 2009, I think when I, when I started that and launched Ultimate Conditioning. My, my goal back then, there really wasn't Instagram, there was Facebook obviously, but my goal was to build an email list because I wanted to be able to email my people and have complete control over that. The problem with relying purely on social media is as you pointed out, you know, these platforms come and go, they're, they're fickle, they can change their algorithms. You know, I see people on there with a million followers that are getting jack shit for interaction because either their audience is poor or their content doesn't match the algorithm or who, who knows what. But your my goal of building my social media is A, to bring new people into my sphere that are looking for what I can offer and help them with. And then B, get them on my email list because that's how I do most of my communication. This idea that like email is dead and everything's social is total nonsense. The, the most successful businesses out there are focused on growing their email list and using social media as a way of doing that. And then of course, staying in front of the people that are following you is, is easier via social media daily basis. And it would be through an email. You don't want to blast people out the email, but if, if you're not using social media to, to do more than just post on social media, I think you're not going to get that much out of it. So, I mean, I'm keeping very close track of how many people might you know join my email list and what the interaction is on social media and how the two connect. And, and my goal ultimately, you know, I, I'm a business owner 
and a coach and, and I want to grow my revenue. And if social media is not doing that, then why am I submit, spending my time on it? You know, it's gotta, it's gotta make sense because there are only 24 hours a day. You spend a third of that time sleeping. There's only so many time, much time you can put in. So you have to be very deliberate and uh, effective with your use of time. And so I have gone through great lengths to try to measure that, right? How much difference are these posts making? How much is my social media contributing to my uh, financial well-being and, and growth. And if the answer is not enough, then I'm going to shift my resources elsewhere. So I, I just think you, you can't put all your eggs in the social media basket and you particularly can't put all your eggs in just one social media platform because that's going to come and go. And you're going to realize one day that, uh-oh, uh, my audience is gone now. What? So let's pivot over to the thing I think we really wanted to talk about too. So I, um, I mentioned that I had just completed your BioForce conditioning certification. I love it. I think that's awesome piece of education. It's really in-depth. Uh, there's a small section on nutrition, but you've got something bigger that you've been working on. So, I mean, A, I endorse the conditioning certification, and I really think any coach would learn from it. Even if you work with the general population, you're still going to pull a lot away from it. So tell us about the new program and, and why you developed it. Yeah, the biggest thing is I've... I've been on the nutrition side, you know, behind the scenes and I've worked in the nutrition end with a lot of the people I've trained over the years. I haven't written about it as much just because it's such a topic that once you wade into there, you just, uh, you open a can of worms and I want to focus on, again, I think this is important. I want to focus on my message of metabolic conditioning and I didn't want to get lost in the topic of nutrition because then you go down a whole different rabbit hole, a whole different audience and it dilutes my purpose and message. Right. So I didn't really want to go down the nutrition space until I could have a very clear message and method and reason for doing so. And over the last few years, I've been playing around uh, with different forms of supplementation of, of many different types. Um, and this kind of, the, the story goes back to about 10, 15 years ago, I was working with a high level pharmacist out of Canada and he was working with most of my top athletes or at least a good number of them. And the way that he worked was a lot different. He would basically order a variety of different lab tests he would look at the results of the lab test, do a consult with the athletes, and then he would put together a supplement list of exactly what they needed based on what the lab test showed. And it was remarkably effective. I mean, the athletes that went through and bought all supplements and followed it religiously saw tremendously better results than they'd ever had, just kind of ad hoc taking whatever supplements someone told them to take. And it was extremely effective, but the challenge was, you know, he was expensive. So it was a lot of money to work with him, which was not going to be scalable. And the amount of supplements he would recommend was impractical for a lot of people. Most people don't want to order five, 10, 15 supplements, take two caps of this, one cap of this, three caps of this, reorder when this bottle goes out, but this one still got more in it. It just is an impractical nightmare. So I've just kind of kept this model in the back of my head. And it wasn't until I found a manufacturer who was willing to do things a bit differently than most supplement manufacturers and a new doctor I could work with that the idea of precision metabolics was born. And essentially what we're doing is using a lab test to look at people's metabolome, which is how their body is creating energy and how their body is using that and able to break it down to different fuel sources because metabolism, despite what most people think is not just about burning energy and creating energy and burning calories. It's about how your body is functioning on multiple levels. Your metabolism is what's driving your immune function. It is what's driving your muscle growth. It's driving your strength. It's driving your recovery. It's driving your cognition. It drives everything. I mean, metabolism literally is life itself because metabolism is taking food that you eat 
and turning it into you through the process of metabolism. It's, it's a lot to think about, but that really is what it's doing. So anyway, we, we take a lab test. We look at your entire picture metabolic function from mitochondrial health and support to uh, overall metabolic stress, inflammation, exposure, to different metals and toxic things, the environment. We look at a, a range of things that are telling us about your functional metabolic metabolic performance. And then we personally create and formulate a supplement that has all the things that you need in it and encapsulate that into a single bottle. So instead of having to take 10 products or five products or whatever, you just get one bottle that's got everything that your body needs in the dosages that you need. And we will ship that out to you every month. So it's a, it's a very different model than the traditional supplement model, right? It's, it's right now it's like, oh, I heard that this is good. I'm going to try this. Oh, that's good. I'm going to go try that. Well, what a, like, is it what you actually need? B like, what dose do you need? And then C is the company you're buying from actually putting that amount in the capsule because the supplement industry is the wild west. There's very little oversight, uh, which you can talk about. So I want to solve basically all those problems. If you're going to go down the road of supplementation, I want to make sure that you're doing it as effectively as possible. And so you're not wasting money and time and effort on taking three to five things that are doing nothing for you. Um, so that's, that's the model. It's, it's basically lab tested, personalized, uh, nutrition and nutritional support. So the people that sign up, we are going to give them the most personalized supplement, uh, there is because it's built around their metabolic function and their own genetics and their, their goals. And so it's very, very different. I've seen, there's a few people trying to do this. Like there's a couple of companies out there that'll put a supplement pack together and that supplement pack just has a few vitamins. They're specialized to what you felt in survey, but what we're doing is, is truly next level. I mean, the, the test we're using is incredibly comprehensive. It gives us hundreds of biomarkers around not just different vitamins and mineral status, but how your body is metabolizing those things. And that gives us a whole lot more information. And then we aren't just taking a bunch of different vitamins and sticking them in a packet. We are literally manufacturing your supplement the way that any other supplement would be manufactured. So it's compounded in the way that a compounding pharmacy would create an individual prescription. We are compounding a supplement, manufacturing it and bottling it. So I'm really excited about it because like I said, it's a very different approach, but I know it's one that's hugely beneficial and far more effective than what people are doing now. And for the people that really want to get the most out of their fitness and their health, you know, it, it comes down to nutrition, nutritional support and sleep and lifestyle, all these big factors. But the reality is, you know, if you're not putting the nutrients in your body that your body needs, it slows everything down. It creates choke points. It creates deficiencies. And that makes everything happen slower. And this is an opportunity to fix that in a unique way. And so I'm really excited to get out there. I think a lot of the coaches who work with clients are going to have a, you know, a big interest in helping their clients be as successful as possible. Nutrition plays a role in that. And so we can help tremendously with, with that. Um, and I'm just excited because like I said, it's a, it's a hugely effective model that no one's really doing. And I see a big opportunity to make a difference in how people look at supplementation to begin with. So is the goal to reach through your network of the coaches that uh, follow your stuff and interact with you? Or do you, is that the route to the end user? And I guess, you know, here as well as an important thing, who do you, who is the end user you want to reach? Because I'm guessing it's not just the high-performance athlete. Uh, so talk a little bit more about how you're going to reach those people. Sure. Look, the, the ideal person is somebody who is invested enough in their health and their well-being to already pay attention to what they eat, to already be exercising, to already be trying to get enough sleep. Like I'm not targeting the person who wants to lose 30 pounds and needs to get off the couch. Like that's a different market, it's a different audience. 
you know, more power to the people that want to work with that audience. That's great that they, they need help, but that's just not who I'm, I'm marketing to. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the person who's going to the gym three, four days a week, who's trying to find the right diet for them or has found the right diet for them. I'm somebody who's already invested in this. And so of course, a lot of those people are already in the gym. A lot of those, co- those people are already going to have coaches and trainers. A lot of those people are already taking supplements they're, you know, they're, they're trying to optimize. They're trying to get the most out of their training, the most out of their time, the most out of their lifestyle. So that's the person that, that I want to help really dial things in because again, it, the reality, I'll just be honest. I mean, if, if you're 30 pounds overweight, your, your diet's terrible. You're not working out. Like the supplementation is not the defining factor. It's not, it's not the limiting factor. You need to get off the couch and, and move and develop really good habits. So I'm not going to try to sell you something that's probably not going to solve your problems. You need to start with a big picture first, but for the person who's going to gym and they're training hard and they're, they're eating well, most of the time, and they're really trying to get every last ounce of performance. And they're trying to maximize whether it's performance for a sport or they just want to maximize their longevity and health span, which I think is a huge topic and a huge important these days for those people, nutritional support plays a big role. Why? Because they're putting their body under a tremendous amount of stress in that training and in that process of trying to get better. And that metabolic stress creates a high level of nutrient need. And that's difficult to meet with today's foods. It's not impossible, but it's very, very difficult. And I can tell you just looking at data we've gotten so far, there's, there's really a very small percentage of people who don't have pretty significant needs and the harder you're training, the more stress you're under from that combined with a lifestyle of stress in some cases, you know, the more crucial nutritional support becomes because getting out of your diet becomes more and more difficult, the more you go up that chain. So the answer is both, right? We want to go talk to people directly. And a lot of those people are already working with coaches and trainers. And we want to make the coaches and trainers jobs easier and help them get better results with their clients. So we'll work through both, both networks of coaches, trainers, gym owners, therapists, you know, kind of that whole realm, as well as talking to people themselves that maybe don't work with those people, but want to want to come optimize their nutrition and metabolic function. Let's say someone listening is their curiosity is peaked and they want to learn a little bit more. What's the best way for them to reach out to you to learn more i uh, just go to eightweeksout.com we'll have more stuff on the site about it if they they are coach or gym or somebody who's interested in, in offering this you can just email me directly joel eightweeksout.com i have not put up um a form yet for coaches who are interested to do that we're still working on that angle um but we'll have a website up or a web page on eight weeks out next week when we, we launch this thing that'll have all the the basics of how the whole thing works. And you know, this is, this is really the beta group. I wouldn't call it a beta test, but it's the initial pilot group that we're launching this whole thing to next week. And, you know, my plan is to, to iron out the process and get all the things that we need done efficiently so we can scale. And then we'll, we'll branch out more towards the coaches and trainers and gyms, but eight weeks out, it's really kind of the best place to find me. You can uh, find emails, sign up on the site. You can read the articles. There's, there's two articles on the site where I talk about this. If you just go to articles, there's, two articles of metabolism and talk about what it is I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how it works. So jump that eight weeks out and you can get most of your questions answered. If not, just shoot me an email. Yep. And I'm on that email list. And, you know, obviously I can't endorse enough, you know, the stuff you're doing, um, the educational resources, because as I said, I've done the conditioning certification. I love it. Uh, and then when you throw out an email to gauge interest in, Hey, do people want to get together in Vegas? You know, I shot you a message and sure enough, that, that list filled up super fast. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I, you know, we haven't done it. We haven't done a live event since COVID uh, for obvious reasons. And so I, I wanted to put something together. I wasn't sure if I was able to give people enough notice, uh, but 
yeah, we had like 90 people almost instantly want to come to the Vegas. So I don't know how much of it's coming to learn what we want to talk about, how much coming to Vegas, but I think it's probably both. So I'm really looking forward to it. I know you are and, and everybody else is as well, but that's kind of, you know, another tip I would give young coaches kind of getting back to this is don't be afraid to network and show up, but, you know, go to as many events as you can. Now that they're starting to come back around when I was first getting into this, you know, there was the super training forum, but there really wasn't much else online. Education was all done in person. You know, you went to someone's workshop, you travel around and I was in college. I had very little money, but what money I did have, I, I put into that, you know, I wasn't out buying clothes and cars and dumb shit. I was going to workshops and lectures and buying courses and learning from people that I thought would, uh, you know, help further my knowledge and, and become better, help me become better as a coach. So go to as many of these things as you can go to every conference workshop. And, and sometimes the workshops are great and you learn a lot, but sometimes they're not, but you still meet some great people that will pay off later. And I would say, you know, 80% of my connections have been just going to workshops or hosting workshops over, you know, 15 years at this point. So network, get out in the field, meet people, you know, find, find mentors, find colleagues that are on the same path. And that is really a key part of, of growing as a coach. I'm going to echo that big time because I've been preaching this. Anyone's listened to this podcast knows I started going to this stuff in 2017. Went to the Kansas City Fitness Summit, met a lot of great people there, opened a lot of doors. Met two of my now friends who I learned that they hosted their own conferences, events. I attended those, each of them, 2018, 2019. And in 2021, I got an invitation to speak at one and then a back again this year. At the other one, I got an invitation to speak here in 2022 that each of those has led to someone else finding me, which led to another speaking gig. I've, I've got eight speaking events this year. I have two more left and I'm attending uh, three. I've attended one and I have two more coming up, yours being one. So there's two of those events I spoke at will be virtual. But there's just been so much opportunity. I've got to hang out with Luca a bunch of here. We uh, both spoke at uh, Strong New York, Stronger New York, uh, our buddy Kenny Santucci's event. Like, I, I could never have anticipated all the opportunities that came from going to these events. And, I mean, you can't do it over, but, I mean, I know people who spent the last couple of years, and, and I understand that travel was hard, but I also know people who kind of complained about it the last couple of years and missed a lot of opportunities. I travel when it wasn't convenient. And that turned in, and I support other people's events, and I push these things with my media, and that's turned into speaking invitations and other really cool opportunities. And I've gotten really high quality time one on one with some really smart people in the industry, and that's come from years of attending and supporting stuff. Luke is a great example. Attend, support his stuff, get to know him, do cool stuff for him where I possibly could support him without any expectation. And I've met a lot of great people through him like you, and that's turned into more. So, you know, you, it's never too late to start this stuff, start showing up to these things. I know we don't all have the same level of resources. Pick a really good one. Uh, I'm speaking at Raise the Bar in February, uh, late February in Dallas. Honestly, come to that one if you guys can. I'm going to be pushing that one heavy. I'm speaking there. Luke is speaking there. The whole bunch of big industry leaders. So I'm excited about it. But there's so much that can come out of this. Yeah, look, and, and, and I'd say real quick, we don't all have the same resources, but we all have a choice to where we spend those resources. And so again, when I was in college, when I was first starting my gym, I was broke. You know, I, I remember literally bouncing checks to put gas in my car and then the gas stations didn't want to take checks in the first place, probably because people like me bounced them. I didn't have money, but I found a way to go to these different events. And 
you can always choose where and how you spend your time and you spend your money. And to me, those two decisions are the difference between success or failure in most things in life, but particularly in, in business and career success. If you spend your money and your time wisely, you will get more money and you will use your time more efficiently. If you spend them poorly and inefficiently, you will keep going the same path you're on now or, or worse. So as a coach and a gym owner, I didn't go out again. I didn't, I didn't go buy a really nice car. Once I started to make money at the gym, I didn't spend a bunch of money on clothes and shoes. I didn't do all this shit that people, you know, look at as status symbols. I drove a piece of shit car for a long, long time uh, because I wanted to spend my money going to conferences. I wanted to buy books. I wanted to go to different courses and buy stuff online. And I wanted to buy new equipment for my gym. Like I wanted to build something that was valuable to me. And I never really cared about the material side of it. And I didn't care what car I was driving. I didn't care what clothes I was wearing. I was wearing workout clothes most times. So I, I didn't care. Um, I just didn't focus on those things. And I think, again, if you want to win the long game, it's the sacrifices you make today and how you invest your time and money today that's going to dictate what happens down the road. And we have to always keep that in mind. And if you make the right choices now, you put your time and effort in, then whatever it is you're trying to do, you'll you'll do it much better over time. And that's, I think, again, an important thing people need to recognize. And, you know, you are not wired to think about status at all. You're one of the most down, down-to-earth, low-key, humble people I've met in my travels. But I'll drive home a point for you about just what that investment has turned into. I have sat and watched, you know, UFC main events and watched you walk out with Demetrius Johnson to the ring on pay-per-view after having met you back in 2017. This is a few years ago that I saw this. And you fly around Seattle in a helicopter, right? So like you've worked hard to be able to, you know, to do those things. And, you know, again, you're not the one waving those things around. They're just things that I know about. Yeah, no, I mean, look, these days, I've been, I've been 20 years, I have, I have a helicopter, I have a seaplane. I live in Hawaii for most of the year. I'm down in Vegas now because I can. I mean, I have, again, I have things that people would consider material wealth. You know, I've got a 8,000 square foot house, but I don't really care about the, the, the vanity of it. I, I do it because I, I love to fly. It's in my blood, it's in my family. And it's important to me. So I, again, no matter how much money you have, you have to invest them in the things that are important to you and that you um, care enough about to invest those, those resources in. So yeah, I don't go around flashing pictures of my helicopter all the time. Every once in a while I post a cool video or, or shot. Um, but the people know me, you know, we, we fly all over the place and I've flown helicopters all over the world. I've done lots of stuff in the flying world and spent more than enough money than, uh, than than I need to, but I don't share pictures with all that online because I don't I don't care. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to impress people with my wealth or the success I've had. And my my goal is just to keep helping coaches that want to learn how to be better coaches do that and and help people that want to get in better shape do that. And if I do both of those things, then it it fuels the lifestyle that I want to live. You know, which is which is my own my own path. I think it goes to show that again, the where we started and how you started out to the things that you've worked very hard over like two plus decades in a, in a career. If you discard those limiting beliefs and you're willing to invest in your education, we keep hammering that point home. And if you put yourself in a position to learn from other people and develop those relationships, these things are possible. They are. I mean, I can't believe the cool stuff I've been able to do the last few years. And I look back to where I started my career 
I fell into this. I didn't go, Ooh, I want to be the, you know, I'm passionate about being a trainer at 20 years of age. I started my career at 32 lifelong, you know, love for fitness and sport, but I sort of stumbled onto this and then found a passion within it, but I kept leaning in and I kept investing and I kept putting myself in a position. So I hope everybody listening kind of takes this stuff to heart. And again, you're not going to do it all at once and don't feel overwhelmed with it, but just start putting yourself into those same rooms and, and, be very deliberate in the things that you spend your time on learning, the skills that you plan on developing. We've talked about a very broad array of stuff here. So, and again, if you have questions, you can reach out to Joel. Joel, tell everybody uh, how to get a hold of you as well. You mentioned your email, also your social media. So how do people find you? Yeah, I mean, email is the best, joelaweeksout.com, or you can, you can go on IG and find me at Coach Joel Jameson and shoot me a DM. Um, I'll get back to you either way. But uh, yeah, like you said, I think all of it comes down to just, this is the process. You know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. I was broke for many years before I had a helicopter. And if you would have told me back then I was going to be flying around in a, in an expensive vehicle like that, I would have, um, you know, I would have been grateful that it was eventually going to happen, but I probably would have had, time, had a hard time believing it when I was bouncing checks for, for car and gas. And now I'm spending seven bucks a damn gallon for helicopter gas. And it's a very different ball game with a different set of problems entirely. Um, but again, you got to just figure out what it is in life that you need to make yourself happy and find a way to, to get there. And, and personally, I just think in the fitness space, your, your goal should always be, how do I help more people? Not necessarily, how do I help myself make more money? Uh, because if you do number one directly, then you'll get number two as a result. So, you know, I always focus on how do I help these fighters? And again, when I started working with combat athletes, it was 2004, 2003, like there was no money in combat sports. There were, there were no, uh, big pay-per-views in the U S it was all in Japan back then, but I worked with the athletes that had zero money. And, and you know, I, when, when DJ first started training with me, you know, he's like, how much do you charge? And I was like, well, you're working like a job full time. Like you have family, like I'm not going to charge you anything. Like if you make it big someday, like let's talk. But I, I didn't, I didn't care about taking people's money who didn't have money at the time. I wanted to help them get better. And I knew it would make me a better coach. So I trained a lot of people for free that I knew couldn't afford it with the idea that, you know, maybe down the road, things will pay off and it'll, it'll be worth it. But that paid off tremendously for me. And even if it hadn't, so what, you know, I've, I've trained a lot of people who never paid me back because they just were never successful. I'm not recommending that as a business strategy to train people for free by any stretch. But my point is, you know, I invested in people and helping the people that needed help that I had the skill set to help. And ultimately that came back around. I mean, I've done, amazing things. I've been in Super Bowls. I've been in world champion fights in the UFC for DJ and other guys. I've been in world championship fights in Japan and Australia and the UK. You know, I've, I've been with teams all over the world and done a lot of things with different military groups and done some stuff that's really, really cool that I've never would have imagined when I first got in this field. And again, I think it's just all ended up coming out of a desire to truly become the best coach possible and use that skill set and experience to help people as much as possible and make a difference in their own lives and their careers. If you do that, uh, a lot of good things will come your way. If you look at this as a very selfish approach of, I just want to get as many likes and shares. And I want to make as much money as so I can post my cool shit on social. You're <laughs> going about things the wrong way and you're probably not going to get those things. And although those lessons from working with all those people that you didn't get paid for, that's the stuff that bled into the knowledge you needed to create Morpheus, to create your certificate, uh, your conditioning certification, and now to build uh, this new program. So guys, keep your eyes out for that. So it's called uh, Precision Metabolics, correct? 
Yep, with an X, because X is cooler than CS. All right, got it. Joel, it's been a real blast. Uh, I will chat with you off air here. Everybody else listening, uh, thank you for tuning in. I really do want to grow the podcast. I want to be more deliberate, intentional with it. Um, I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Share this with someone else in your world. Share it with another coach, someone you believe that this will help a lot. And I want you guys to reach out to me if you're interested in coming and hanging out at any of the events that I'm going to hang out at. Like I'll be at the RP Summit just hanging out. I'll be at the Olympia Expo. I'll be at the uh, Rocky. I'm speaking at the Rocky Mountain Regional NSCA. And that's, I think this December 10th. I'm speaking at the FitBiz Mastermind in Scottsdale. Uh, Jordan Syed, the Hormoses, Leela and Alex, uh, Lane Norton, uh, Jordan Duggar, Aaron Demon are the organizers. They're all speaking at this event. Uh, I'm speaking at that one. I'm super excited about that. That's coming up right away. And I don't know but if by chance somebody is also going to be at Joel's event. I'm going to see you guys there. Joel, again, thank you, my friend. And everybody stay tuned for a great episode next week.